0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the DeCesory Group Podcast. I'm Jim DeCesory. We have a great program for you this week. I recently sat down with Bowling Green Mayor Todd Alcott. More details on that in a moment. Hey, did you know the DeCesory Group Podcast is a companion to our newsletter, Soky Economic Development and Business News? Go to our website, thedecessorygroup.com, and subscribe today. And also make sure you follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay on top of all the activities happening at the Decesory Group and throughout South Central Kentucky. This week, I'm talking with Todd Alcott, Mayor of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Todd grew up in the Rich Pond area and is the junior ROTC instructor at Warren East High School in Bowling Green. In the fall of 2016, Todd retired as a lieutenant colonel. After serving over 21 years in the United States Air Force, he and his family traveled all over the world during his Air Force service. He retired from the Pentagon on the air staff as chief of resilience for the Air Force. He also served four combat support command tours and served as the chief of Air Force lodging for the Air Force and was the chief personnel for the Joint Force Operation Security and Cooperation in Baghdad, Iraq at the U.S. Embassy. Todd and his family returned to Bowling Green in 2016, following his retirement from the U.S. Air Force, and in 2020, he successfully ran for the mayor of Bowling Green. Here's my conversation with Bowling Green Mayor Todd Alcott. Todd, thanks for being on the DeSensory Group podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, Jim. Great to be here. Thank you. Glad you're here. You know, now Todd's part of the infamous book club that has been mentioned on this podcast a few times, and you may be the fourth guest from the podcast from the book club. I feel honored. All right. Well, we're glad to hear it. I'm sorry I didn't pick you first. Uh, no worries. All right. Well, let's get right into it. So, you know, during your tenure as uh, Bowling Green's mayor, uh, we've seen notable growth in the economy. Uh, can you highlight some of the key economic successes or milestones milestones achieved in the city during, during the, your term? I mean, sure. really, record term.
1: Well, you know, I just look at kind of, where we are at this moment, you look at the last 24 hours. Yesterday, we put up the final girder of AESC, and this is a company that's bringing in 2,000 jobs, investing two billion dollars into our economy. Yeah. And as we did this, it was amazing. You look across the hill and over to the left. There's a new company that hasn't even opened up, and they're only offering you know within you know about 500 jobs. Yeah. And that's Tyson's. And then over to the right, there's another company offering 200 jobs that hasn't opened up, and that's Glass OI. Yeah. And this is an investment that has doubled the size of our transport that has gone from 25 years to the past two years. Yeah, And we, we invested that money not knowing really if any one of those three partners would actually come on. Mm-hmm. And we had basically the insurance of you know our chamber saying, "Trust us, work with us." right. Double down. And we will show you, and that has happened, you know, in the last twenty-four months, and it's been incredible.
0: Yeah, it's been been fantastic. Uh, like I said, record uh, economic development um, investment in our community over the last couple of years, and uh, it just says a lot about who we are and what we are and where we are, because that's important too. But the where is not as important as the who and what we are, Great. and I think that's uh, been a testament to not only. Uh, our local elected officials our chamber of commerce and uh you know the uh, the economic development authority under the chamber of commerce so a lot of a lot of players involved in all this well you know
1: to say that there's uh one ace in the you know the deck you know we're multiple aces you know and i know you've had many of those partners in your podcast i've listened mm-hmm. to dr caboni yeah and his vision i was inspired because we're connected and you know i talked Mentioned the chamber, right? You know that's the force multiplier. That's the one that holds us and brings us all together. Uh, you know that we are two governments in Warren County. Right. We have a county and the city government. And I think people say, "What's the special sauce?" And I think you've heard Doug Gorman, Judge Gorman, state that. But before him, you know, I had the honor of serving about a year and a half, actually with Judge Buchanan. Okay. And he he really mentored me, and it, it was as an opportunity that. I didn't really expect but it was you know that arm around me and we you know we went through the storm we went through several challenges together you know doubling down on the trans part <clears throat> but it was that growth and he had that investment with the previous mayor and you know and that was uh, johnny you know yeah. and johnny you know johnny is still a force multiplier in our community sure and, and you know what he's doing is, is incredible
0: well, and, and and what Mark, or Todd, Mark's, Mark's your brother, <laughs> yeah, Todd.
1: It's happened a few yeah. times.
0: What Todd's talking about is uh, former Mayor Johnny Webb, who sort of um, heads up the... Uh, the um, uh, I-65, op-
1: beautify Yeah, and, and,
0: and, uh, and he's the one that's pride. been... Operation Pride. Operation Pride what I was looking for. He's the one, if he if, when you roll into our community and go, man, this really looks nice with the nice new Bowling Green signs on the interstate coming from both directions... Uh, the wooden plank fences, things like that. That's all the stuff that him and and Buchanan and others have uh, said, this is what we need to show that our front door is open to the world.
1: They dreamed it. They believed it. They invested in it. They've gone out and, you know, philanthropy, and they've gotten people to invest in that. It's, it's been incredible. I'm, I believe $4 million has been invested. I won't tell you how many you know much Johnny's put in himself, but yeah. he's a man that believes and is getting things done. But he's a mayor for life. Yeah. You know, and he's come back to our governments and we're involved in that, you know, not at the level of what people have given him, but the mowing and going after some of the state dollars, going after some of the Fed dollars with the I-65 and, you know, tying these things together. He brings us together. And every time someone comes through I-65, they turn their heads. Yeah. And they say, what's going on in that community? And we're proud of
0: that. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And I don't want to leave out. Uh, South Central Kentucky Community and Technical <laughs> College as well because uh, they're a, they're a big factor Huge. Uh, with these industries coming into the region.
1: Huge, you know. I I teach school, and most people say, "Hey, Todd, we didn't know your school teacher." I'm in Air Force JRTC. I teach at Warren East High School. I have 130 cadets yeah. in our program, and you know these are the students that are coming out of our schools and they're going into jobs, and a lot of my kids will go into Sky CTC. Mm-hmm. And they they get critical skills, uh, skills that pay well, uh, right. skills that put them directly. I've got a student that last year, he was on the verge of getting out, and he just wanted to test out and go get a job. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what do you have? What what skills do you have? He said, well, I'm going to go weld. And I said, well, have you ever weld? No, no, sir. Well, I'm going to drive a truck. Well, well, you ever driven a truck? No, just, no I haven't driven a truck. He said, well, I really like to, you know, go work, you know, somewhere in the technical manufacturing. I said, well. You know, I'm sorry. He he said he wanted to drive. You know, machine equipment, and mm-hmm. he wanted to do big truck. heavy equipment. And I said, but we have that program. We said, but well, I hate school. I said, but you're right there on the cusp of going. You know, into a technical school school where you can get the skills and the credentials and they'll hire you at the end of that.
0: It's a lot different than your normal school because it's hands on training. with, And they've got st- simulators, I believe, now. And and they've got all the things that they need to help these students. If you want to be a heavy equipment operator. And he does. Or if you, or if you want to go down and get a CDL at the uh, Sky CTC campus in Franklin. I mean, there there are are welding here in Bowling Green. So there's there's all these opportunities right here and 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 then with the opportunities are the jobs.
1: Yes, there are. And and I'm just happy to say that student I saw him this week and he's loving life and he's Good. he knows there's a job waiting for him at the end with a credential in the hand.
0: So we we've, we've talked a little bit about all the the significant factors that have created to uh, specifically the industrial success here in Bowling Green and Warren County, but we've all we've also had a lot of new businesses move in. Not you know not the 500 jobs, but maybe 50 jobs, or even 10 jobs, or 25 jobs. I mean, we've we've had two national coffee chains move into the area, and I, I know everybody goes, "We need another coffee chain." <laughs> well, evidently, we do. And and it all and the reason for all of this growth is because I saw some projections recently that by the time we reach 2030, we're going to be this community is going to be over 200,000 awesome. people strong.
1: Right. So if you look at what's happening in the city, we're growing into the county. And the county's growing equally as fast as the city. Mm-hmm. As you've heard several times on this podcast, we are the fastest growing city in the state of county, the state and county. Right. Uh, excuse me. In county and city in the state. But we are, you know, the third largest in the state. And, right. And, you know, we're comfortably not a Lexington, we're comfortably not a Louisville, we don't ever want to be. But we want to be the community that grows well together, grows smartly. And if you look at North, South, East, West, you know, we've got Transparks in the South. We've got Transparks in the North. We've got Transparks going towards Glasgow, Transparks going towards Edmondson County. there, you know, Transparks going towards Allen County. They're all kind of working in conjunction. You know, you have the Brad and you have the surrounding counties around Lauren County. Kind of lock sync of how we are working and uh, coming to through that evolution of how this growth will work. Mm -hmm. You know, how we'll get people to jobs, how we'll be able to get the technical skills done and, and really smartly how we're going to be a community that still has that hometown feel. Yeah. And, and that's what's critically important that we don't lose.
0: That's right. And, and you know, we had some guests in when our uh, super duper engineer over here, Justin, got married last month. We had people in from from out of state visiting our community. And I remember we went and had dinner on the square uh, one night, and I mean, we had to drive around three or four times till we found a parking <laughs> spot. It's a good problem to have. I mean, it's because we wanted to park right on the square. Now we have a free garage. 1100 you know, cars. Yeah, to go in you there. know, I could have walked the extra block, but I decided to drive around for about five minutes. But anyhow, what 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 impressed them so much was that we have a vibrant uh, community, and I'm going to talk more about the downtown experience in a few moments. But you know, bringing this all together. Um, you know, with all the growth that we have with and the growth we're expecting, infrastructure development plays a big, huge, huge. role in that. And I know that, that you have your hands on this with the city of Bowling Green, and uh, you brought in some, some excellent people to oversee that. We've got a great city manager. So talk a little bit about that.
1: Well, you know, people wonder what the city does. And I, I mentioned we have multiple governments. And sometimes there's some executive agents that – the county does, and there's some executive agents that we do. Now, one of those, and is there's a, some
0: that the state does. There's
1: are, <laughs> yes, is absolutely, right. and, and they're all a kind of accommodation. We all work together, right? So I'll give an example. You know, the trash and fire, or the trash, and uh, you know, our recycling services. Right. That's an executive service that the county provides, and it, they do that within the city, and they have multiple contracts outside the county, and they have one executive contract that does that within the city. Um, but we have a great relationship, so if we need things done, we go, you know, to those agents, and they work out through our issues and our priorities. All one that the city does, and then we do it very well, is our nine one one dispatch. Right, and I have to toot a horn. We sure. have, if you've heard, we have five accredited agent, agents within the, our city department. We're the only city within the state of Kentucky that has five accredited um, agents, and those are our nine one one center, our police. Mm-hmm. Our fire department, right our public works and really important is our code enforcement. Fantastic. Those are and, and if you look at what the city does, it's code enforcement you know through our neighborhood and community services, right. it's our parks and recreation, police, our fire department, and it's our public works. I <laughs> mean that's our five big entities. and if you look at that, then we also you know we are the comptroller, for all the finances that go through the city schools and we collect their taxes for them and we also collect the taxes that were within the um, city realm for the county schools and we turn that back over to those independent school systems. Yeah, But our finance department has been audited and year after year after year uh, we've won level awards at the state level and at the national level and I'm just really proud because we have a professionalism and I the mayor and the least professional. I'm the hired, you know, right. elected official with uh, four other you You're know, the people's representative. We're the people's representatives that sort of that checks and balances. But, right. you know, Jeff Meisel uh, is the best city manager that I could ever possibly imagine. He has a finance background. You know, he is an uh, accountant, and he's the bean counter. He actually found, you know, embezzlement going back to his in history you know, within our city Mm. and that was, you know, many years ago, but it's that, that trust and that credibility that we continue to strive for. And I'm I'm proud and I wanted to toot that horn because people say, see our government and they think that we do many things, but we do several things, few things, but the few things we do, we do them great and very proud of that.
0: And so, and with that, I mean, the city is investing in infrastructure, whether it be roads. Uh, working with uh, the utilities for water and sewer, or, you know, there, there are so many different things that you all are involved in. And you, you mentioned, you know, also permitting, you know, building permits That's and right. things like that. So a lot of stuff happens in the city. And with the amount of growth that we're having, it just kind of keeps you all. Where you need to be on your toes, but also you got to be reactive to, you know, your customers, which are the citizens and the potential businesses and uh, industries that come into the region.
1: Well, you know, I I look at, you know, our city is growing so fast and some of the things that people complain about a lot are, you know, people on their personal roads or, you know, and they're driving fast in their subdivisions. and, And that's true. And you know they complain about people running lights and you know in Scottsboro Road, we all hear about that yeah thirty one w and the catastrophe or, or 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 the success or you know what was that and was change it changes hard, it's difficult, but we have a lot of people, and we have engineers that make some really You know good decisions they go and get some amazing degrees they do a lot of studies and they come out with you know some examples that can work but it takes a little while to get through that efficiency
0: it does and you know i i know i kind of get what you're talking about i mean there have been some uh some traffic pattern changes within the city of bowling green and i you know i talked to an engineer that that works in this realm and who is very straightforward with me and he says just like anything else he goes if that road was a was built that way There wouldn't be an issue. That's right. So it's just, it's uh, people getting adjusted to new traffic patterns and and new habits and, you know, learning that, you know, Hey, maybe a roundabout is more efficiently efficient or, you know, making the bypass uh, three lanes and having some turn lanes at the stop signs is more efficient. And, you know, I think it's starting. I think you're starting to see the uh, the success of that.
1: Well, you know, what they say is that you don't slow people down unless there's a police officer sitting there. And that's impossible. You know, we do need more police officers and we're advocating for that we're actually, you know, paying our police officers more. We as the city commission has come together with the recommendation of our city manager. We're taking from $51,500 to 61000 That's a starting police officer pay for the city of Bowling Green. And, and that kind of brings us at the level that we need to be for the growth that we have. And It's it, a
0: competitive it, industry. It is.
1: And we have to recruit because yeah. we have vacancies. And we don't want to have vacancies. And it is competitive. But, you know, these innovations, these solutions slow down traffic. But they also give efficiency in traffic. And so unless you put that into the road design, mm-hmm. people are going to go as fast as they feel comfortable. And that's different for you than it's different for me. Sure. But if we put the patterns there, everyone kind of follows that and it slows people down and will solve and bring less accidents overall.
0: Yeah, and you'll, and you'll see a continuous flow of traffic, less stopping. <laughs> yes. If you... Follow the, the the guidelines. That's right. So, Absolutely. Anyhow, I didn't want to get off on the the, the traffic it's okay. stuff, but it's hey, it's, par, it's part of the These infrastructure. Are very important. So let's talk about the downtown area specifically. A uh, lot of re- revitalization going on down there in recent years. And can you talk about any, if any, strategies and initiatives undertaken to support this? Uh, process the revitalization and i know we had talia on the program sure so that's part of that i'm sure but and and the positive effects it's having on our local economy and community
1: so you know i mentioned the parks department and we are also looking at parks future on the south side going towards russellville road area because that's where we need to have some natural growth and the city's growing in that way as well towards russellville right but right now we're concentrating on the riverfront area. In that riverfront area, we're really close. Now, we have a department, uh, a firm that we've hired to help us solicit to the community, and they've already finished that part. But they're coming with us with designs and saying, here's what we believe this park is. But what's great is that we've already had investors investing in the riverfront area. I know we've had uh, specifically, uh, we've had Kelly Coleman and Patrick Reynolds. Yep and they have come they actually have a second firm that they've hired design but they are building apartments a brewery a a bowling alley uh, some visual crosswalks they've got some some ideas on the bridge that we're renovating right now we have a 1.6 million dollar that we've invested some of I think a 30% from the city and one6 from the State Department mm-hmm. uh, Transportation that they are taking all the uh, lead-based paint off and making sure nothing goes within you know, the river underneath it. And so Barron River is flowing freely and keeping it clean. But- I know
0: a little bit about those bridges because uh, Jody Richards and I were heavily involved with the— uh, you know, getting the the old uh LMN bridge yes. uh, stripped of paint because it was becoming a nice or now it's, it's you know, it's just a natural uh patina finish, but uh we there was a lot of environmental stuff that had to go along yes, with getting is. that paint off and keeping that Uh, I guess a blanket under the bridge to catch all that stuff. And if you
1: see it right now, that's exactly what it looks like. It has a blanket around the bridge and ensuring that nothing goes into the river with impossible and, uh, but to protect it for the future and to make it more visual and usable, uh, they're going to replank that. And so that area is getting revitalization. You know, the idea is is that they're going to have a water outfit where you can get in a raft and then you can go all the way down to the VFW and they've, Purchase the VFW in in good light because the VFW and the Post they're kind of consolidating some of their operations. Right, but you'll be able to pull that boat out, and then they'll have some. I think Talia mentioned they're going to have, you know, maybe an amphitheater down there and some yeah. cabins down there, and just sort of a nice, you know, outdoor life and pull people out that, um, you know, we all found during COVID that we miss the outdoors and we want the outdoors. But one of the things that I'm really proud of is that. Uh, we are re-emphasizing our greenways. They're so important.
0: Oh, yeah. You know,
1: I, I ideally, you know, there was a plan with the county and the city to connect all the parks. And I think that's still a wonderful idea. And the greenways are a little bit different than a sidewalk. You know, they're the eight-foot pass yeah. that you and I can cross. You've got your baby stroller, and I'm on a bike, and we wave towards each other, and it's pedestrians at their best, and you know we're out of the way of the traffic flow and we can just enjoy the city and go from park to park and just enjoy the beauty and the nature that surrounds us here in bowling green warren county
0: and and you know we have a we have you know i'm i'm one of them one of the runners we have a large running community a lot of people like to get out and take walks and exercise i mean you know we we live in the county technically but you know we have a great greenway system city and county and it's just it's fantastic and that's another reason why you know we're just in a great place to live, work, and raise a family, and uh, you know talking about the uh, the and I say revitalization because, you know, knowing the history of Bowling Green, you know where the the American Legion property is and where um, this park is going to go downtown, and and you know that's was the epicenter of this city you know 100 yes. 150 years ago that's where all the activity was so it is you know it it, it is a revitalization sure and talking about the bridge you know uh, just just in case people are wondering why you got to spend that kind of money to to protect you know paint from falling in the water well, all of our water—the intake—is right, right there, there. <laughs> and it's good, so,
1: clean water. Yeah, and it's water you and I grew up on. Yeah, uh, I, I'm still proud to say the fluoride in that water. I still never—I'm 51, Jim, and I've never had a cavity. Yeah, but
0: I give BGMU that credit. Okay, well, yeah, I, I'm not going to say I haven't had a, cat, a cavity, but you know, I know that uh, BGMU has. Uh, In the past, won awards for having the best water in the country, which, you know, it's not, well, it's just water. Well, water tastes that you go somewhere strange. You go to Florida and get a glass of water out of the sink versus a glass of water in Kentucky. You can tell the difference. Absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, we lived in a karst
1: system. We have, you know, caves underneath our homes. We have, you know, the Lost River system. And, And it's important that we protect you know the water because the water is life i mean yeah. and, and so i'm i'm proud every time we've had an issue with like suds and we've worked to those issues we've, yeah. we've actually solved that issue and and I, i'm very proud well, of that one well and, things
0: are going to happen but it's not like you're putting uh you know a little soap is is one thing but it's a, it's a big difference than putting you know uh, animal waste and things like that in the water.
1: It is. And you know, we, I mean, it's still not good, but (laughs) no, no, it's things that, you know, we, we actually are monitoring things. We catch things. I mean, you know, I, I wish we lived in a world with no one littered, you know, yeah. but unfortunately there's people that are still going to do things, but the good things is that we are looking for those things and we're trying to protect them.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, talking about, um, things happen, you know, but, but, it, as far as environmental issues within this area they're very rare and uh you know but that there are going to be accidents along the way and nobody Absolutely. i don't think anybody did, did anything on purpose with the suds or anything no, else no they and, it, and, and
1: the, they were great partners yeah.
0: i i'll tell you they they were lockstep with us to
1: fix it and to mitigate it and to do everything possible that's to,
0: awesome yes well, all right. So, and then we talked a little bit, you know, Talia talked about the, the district downtown now where, you know, it, it's more welcoming. You can walk around with a drink in your hand if you, if you choose to, if you stay within certain boundaries and you you're using the appropriate containers and stuff. And that just brings more people to the city for the, the entertainment factor because we are the hub of a 10 County region. Yes. And uh, you know, it's nice to have. So, all right, let's talk about job creation for a second, and then we'll let you out of here uh, as, as mayor, you know, I'm sure you're promoting employment all the right. time. I know we have we have plenty of opportunities here in Bowling Green. Are there any uh, specific workforce development programs or partnerships uh, with local businesses or other entities that have, have helped out in this regard?
1: Well, this is where I'm proud again that you have connections within the county government. And, you know, I give credit both to Judge Cannon and to uh, Judge Gorman because we look at this as a our problem. This is, this is, Actually, we look at this as our opportunity, yeah. you know, needing people and jobs in the past. When you and I came out of college, they we were like, where's there jobs? I mean, we're going to be yeah. able to get it. You know, we're going to wait tables after I graduate. Yeah. And I did. And you did. And many of us did. But the thing is, you know, we have many jobs, but we have the community that people want to live in. They desire to live in. And, you know, we have both invested in CrowdSouth. And Crowd South is a company that's invested towards recruiting for minorities or for you know for nationals or for uh, people coming out of Fort Campbell and Fort Knox. And we actually have a position that we have funded that is actually over in Fort Knox. I'm excuse me, Fort Campbell to help recruit because we have about six thousand soldiers out of those two areas that come out every year out of the military and they're looking at where they're going to go, where they're going to live. And many of them want to stay and live here because they've seen what Kentucky's like. And so we have those recruitment opportunities and starting to pay dividends. And so, you know, last night, we actually had a ceremony for new Americans. Right. Hundred and seventy-nine new Americans in Bowling Green. Wow. Came up and got their picture taken and a certificate and have taken the qualification courses and passed the test to become a new citizen. And you talk about people that want to work. Yeah. They wanna they wanna work, they want that. American pie, they want to have a home one day, they want to live and they're doing it all the right ways. They are, and they're not going to be standing out on the street saying, Hey, feed me, give me your money, you know, when there's hundreds and hundreds of jobs, thousands of jobs available. Yeah. So we're invested, and I, you know, is there one solution? No, there's many things that we are going to continue, but we are going to continue to invest in that infrastructure. You know, we're going to make the city beautiful. We're going to make it a place that's vibrant, that you want to live, work, pray, eat, sleep. This is a place where you want your grandchildren to grow up because there's going to be the job opportunities for them.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on the podcast. And before, Is there anything else you want to say before we let you go?
1: There is. So I mentioned that ceremony. So we yeah. met a young na- man named, and his name was Samson. And we, our police chief came, and he was all in his dress blues, and we had our color guard. Chief Delaney. Chief Delaney. And so our color guard, you know, presented. And then Leda Becker got up, and she talked about, you know, working. And so he came up, this young man, his name is Samson, and he wanted to become a police officer. And I thought, here is a young man that just became a citizen. Yep. He sees our police, and he thinks, wow, what a force, you know. Yeah. This is what I want to be. And, you know, to see that, that's going to grow dividends and pay way beyond our lifetime. You know, yeah. just those things, those opportunities. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about Bowling Green. We're going in a direction that's incredible. Um, I'm so proud of our community partners, our chamber, our, our you know, universities, Sky CTC, um, our county government, our, our congressmen, our senators. They are all lockstep. The fact that we're all working together, our state representatives, uh, we saw, um, you know, Represent or um, yesterday, David Gibbons spoke, Senator Gibbons, yeah, and Senate pro Tim, pro Tim, David Gibbons, you know, at the ASE, and we're all lockstep. It's just incredible, and I'm
0: proud of that, and just grateful and thankful. Well, that's awesome. Thanks for being on the program, and Todd, I, I want to extend a personal uh, thank you and debt of gratitude on on behalf of a lot of people in our community for your leadership during the tornadoes. Um, You know, a little over a year and a half ago, uh, you know, I know it was a tough time. and, And that was another example of all those entities that you've talked about today coming together and getting through a very terrible and critical situation. But it was it was in part due to your leadership. So thank you very much. Humbled and around amazing people. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Decesory Group Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this insightful discussion with Mayor Todd Alcott. Now, to keep up with our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, or any other podcast app you prefer. And if you like the Decesory Group podcast, take a moment to show your support by leaving a review and stay connected with the Decesory Group by following us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And visiting our website, thedecessorygroup.com. Today's program is produced by the Decessory Group. Our engineer is the J-Force, Justin Decessory, with content contributions from one of VIP Magazine's 40 Under 40, Brooke Mattingly, and my own VIP, Amy Decesory. Until next time, I'm Jim Decessory.